Good day. This is the Fat to Fit Realtor, Connor with Honor, located here in Santa Cruz Valley. We're going to talk a little bit about what happens after you torch off that body fat, you know, and you see people that are out there in the world, they've gotten the fat off, they've gotten rid of it by doing all the right things, a lot of work, but they get there. But then all of a sudden, a few months later, you run into them again. It's like, wow, they're back to where they were or bigger. You have a lot of those TV shows that have people that are burning off a lot of weight. They have the after party. They have all the beautiful lights and the beautiful dresses and clothes. And, you know, they've, they've torched off, what, 150, 160, maybe 200 pounds in some cases. They go on a super caloric restrictive diet. They're working out like beasts, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day just to get it, just to torch it. Well, you know, they ruin their metabolism. And then after they're all done, after the contest, you know, they go back to eating maybe not normally, maybe close to where they were, but all of a sudden the weight comes back and it comes back with a vengeance and gets more and more and more. So there are two different facets to this. You have people that have ended up torching, well, ruining their metabolism and the body's pretty quick, folks. You can do your own study, look into this on Google or, you know, see what the doctors say. Ask your own medical doctor. Of course, you always get medical advice before embarking on any kind of a journey that I have done or talk about, of course, right? So you need to do that. Make sure that, you know, it's a good fit for you and you get some kind of medical support. But at the end of it, when you start doing this, there's those two reasons. It's either you sabotaging yourself or potentially you could have done something physically to your body that is starting to inhibit. When you're fat, that fat makes a lot of estrogen. If you're still a drinker, for example, and I was a drinker for a long time, a glass of beer is like a glass of estrogen. That's how you can look at it. It wrecks testosterone. It causes issue with that. And it wrecks your hormones too whenever you drink alcohol. When you drink alcohol, it takes, you know, one, two, three days to really get back to where you were burning or torching fat before. Even even the one or two glasses. There really isn't a good moderative, moderative? A moderate approach to drinking alcohol. It's a toxin. They say everything in moderation. Well, you look at Connor here. I'm quite compulsive, and that helps with work. So somebody calls me to sell their house. I'm very tenacious, compulsive. I get that done. I, I, I hold nothing back. I hold back no time. I hold back no effort. I put 100%. I lean into that thing, selling that house as hard as I can. When it came to torching off my body fat, that was the same thing. Once I finally quit practicing and it was game day, I went ahead and stepped into the ring and I won. Prior to that, I always looked at all the failures as failures and losses, but all of those added up to apparently hitting some kind of critical mass and I was able to move forward. After I did torch off the body, the body fat and got to where I was, now it's really more of the gym, a lot more diet as well. Very important, still eating very clean, knowing where I came from and breaking each one of those habits I had. I was a hiding in the McDonald's uh, parking lot eating guy. I was the jack-in-the-box parking lot eating guy. Carl's Jr. parking lot eating guy. Didn't really do Taco Bell. I didn't. I haven't, well, I haven't been there in a long time. 
Um, in and out Burger, parking lot. You know, they have, uh, you can get an In-N-Out. You can get that massive milkshake, that 32-ounce, the biggest they have. The biggest drink, you can have that in a milkshake. So they have that. Remember, they used to have one size of shake, so I'd get four. And I would, you know, chug those down. After buying food for myself and the rest of the family, I would basically have this hidden and nobody would know and I would polish down four shakes between the in and out and the house. So there's that. So talk about being addictive, talk about being compulsive. That's a problem. And of course, nobody nobody needs four milkshakes. Nobody needs alcohol. You don't need it. Nobody needs a lot of things that we, we, we take and we ingest. After I did torch it off, though, I realized that it's going to come right back. I mean, I'm not that far from putting on, you know, gaining 135 pounds of fat. And I could do it, but I don't want to. So I quit self-sabotaging. But I also realized at the time that there was a hormone issue that was fixed through, you know, they did my levels. They checked my test. I had uh, quite high estrogen. I had low testosterone. So they rebalanced that equation through the doctor's office. And then that started to make, make a big difference. Was that responsible for the fat reversing itself? No, that came into diet. It didn't hurt because now my hormones were in such a way that my body wasn't holding on to the fat like it was before, making it very difficult to drop below a certain level or even lose large amounts. After my hormones were rebalanced, and I was more optimized, then it was quite a bit easier because everything was as it should have been. What it seems like that's missing in the world is people don't explain that if you have that extra fat, it makes estrogen. That being the case, estrogen loves to store stuff. It holds on to stuff. So it makes it difficult, especially in a male, to get rid of that body fat. So you're kind of fighting against the wind. You're climbing uphill. You're you know, climbing an ice mountain, you're doing all of these things that are rather very difficult without any traction. So once I rebalanced everything through the doctor's office, then I was able to move forward and actually start applying myself. Now with all these little micro changes, these many, many steps, I was able to torch it off. But like you, you might be able to torch it off as well. Maybe you have in the past, but now you've come back to where you were. That really makes the difference when you are able to keep it off. And I think the, it, it's somewhere around the two-year mark. If you can keep off the fat for two years by the changes that you've implemented in your life and continue that, then you are statistically very, very low or very high, I guess, as far as success rate, but your competition is very low. There's not a lot of people that have done it. That's why the diet industry is such a booming industry because people are out there they're trying to give you the solution to the fat but a lot of them aren't talking about the other things that potentially could be causing it now i'm not i'm not saying that you know testosterone replacement's the best thing in the world it's going to depend on age i was over 40 before excuse me 50 before i got involved in that and it was really going to have the blood checked and looking at all the numbers when i saw that my test was just right about 300 and for my age it was quite low so that's when I started that replacement also saw the estrogen was in the 80s I believe because of all the visceral the, the fat I was carrying the adipose tissue I was pushing 365 
at that time with a 65-inch waist. And yeah, of course I'm creating it. I'm eating like crap. I'm drinking like a fish. And with the drinking, it's kind of cute. Didn't step all the way into the alcoholic realm. I was watching Steve-O. If you watch uh, Joe Rogan or any of these guys, you'll, you'll know who Steve-O is. He was talking about his days with alcohol. And he was talking about the poor people that don't actually become alcoholics. They're close, but they're not really all the way there. Well, for those people, that time just goes. And 15 years just passes by. They haven't gone far enough with drinking that ended them up in jail, getting popped for DUI, driving under the influence or while intoxicated. You know, they haven't gotten to a point where they're beating people up, going to jail or being confronted or having some kind of a, uh, an intervention with the family. They haven't just gotten that far. But their productivity sucks because now they're recovering. They're dehydrated most. Their sleep sucks. That cycle is horrible. And it's almost that the drinking and the eating and whatever other addictions that I've been able to get rid of, the smoking, chewing tobacco, these sorts of things, it was all mindless in action. I didn't really have to think about doing it. I just did it mindlessly. The things that I do now, they're somewhat celebrated. I try to put them up on a pedestal. I was meeting with a friend of mine yesterday. We were talking at the Bodhi uh, Coffee and Tea Place over there in Soledad yesterday. And we, we were, you know, we were going to only sit down for a little bit. But, you know, four hours later, four and a half hours later, we're still there. We are still there. And we, we talked about everything. We haven't, we haven't seen each other for a long time. And real good guy. We sat down and, and talked about a lot of things. But one of the things we talked about is being compulsive. And I know I have that trait, which in business and in entrepreneurship and all of these things, that's fantastic. But it's not so good when you're talking about addiction and you're talking about alcohol, you're talking about drugs, you're talking about food, you're talking about tobacco, you're talking about whatever it may be. Those addictive qualities in the compulsive game are detrimental to that success. Once you turn it, though, and you become compulsive about fitness, you know, I guess there's a point where maybe too much is too much. But I think I would rather have too much in that realm than too many cheeseburgers hiding in the McDonald's parking lot without anybody knowing that I'm actually eating that much. Or 14 of the, uh, the uh, jack-in-the-box tacos, you know, piling those down. Or, you know, one of the uh, massive double Western bacon cheeseburgers, bacon extra well done over there, Carl's Jr. And these are, those are the staples, and I see it, you know. And if you are one of those people, you can fix this, but I see it. If you ever drive by fast food restaurants, have a look in the parking lot. Who's eating in their car? And you'll see it in the morning. You'll see it in the afternoon. You'll see it in the evening. You'll see it all day long. You can actually kind of make it make it an interesting adventure by driving through the parking lot and see who's out there eating in their car. They are putting this stuff away, folks, like it's, you know, like their life depends on it. And for the most part, they're doing it very mindlessly. There's also something to be said about your family not knowing you're doing this, almost like you're cheating, maybe not in a sexual sense, but you're cheating as far as them not having revealed to them that you're still addicted or you're still eating way too much. And then how you cover that up is you go back home 
and you act like you haven't had anything, and boy, I'm famished, I'm starved, then you eat something more, right? And you're forcing it down at that point because you're already full from the previous meal. Well, I don't know if I was ever really full because there always seemed to be room, but at 365, you know, 400, 450, 500 pounds, that stomach is pretty large, so you can put a lot of food in there you know, 10,000, 12,000 calories a day to maintain the weight of, you know, 450 to 500 pounds, uh, probably, you know, what, 6,000 maybe, I'm just, I'm throwing out numbers, but 6,000 potentially to maintain a body weight of 365. All you have to do is cut that back a little bit and watch what happens. But if you go too low or to a point, you're going to your metabolism is going to readjust pretty good. Your body's quick. And within a couple of days, your metabolism can readjust. Google that and look that up. You'll be surprised about how fast that is. That's why when I did it, I was a big proponent of fasting and not just missing one meal and resuming the next meal. I'm talking about multiple days, a two- and three-day, four-day fast, five-day fast. The longest I did was a 14-day, and it was lovely. It really helped a lot because then I realized, wow, that's interesting. As long as I have stored body fat on my frame, I can fast until it's gone. So talk to your doctor about that before embarking on it. But you can have your black coffee and your water. Potentially, they might be concerned about electrolyte issues where you're going to have potassium, magnesium, and sodium being depleted. And you'll get cramps. That's kind of one of the big things. And I still get those from occasionally. If I work out really, really hard, Throughout the day, I'll actually get, you know, some abdominal craps, and then I'll pop a couple magnesium, and then I'll feel better, and that makes it go away, or maybe it's a potassium or a sodium issue, but, you know, you have the magnesium, which is very sodium sparing, you have potassium, which is very magnesium sparing, so these are some of the tricks of the trade, and there's a lot of books written on this, fasting's free. People say, well, you're going to slow down your metabolism. Well, in actuality, why don't you check that out? Your metabolism actually gets faster when you're not eating anything. And that comes down to a certain point when your body thinks it's quote-unquote starving. It goes to its alternate fuel source, which is going to be that stored body fat or adipose tissue. That's why your body does it. The body is a very smart, smart thing and it is able to adjust and we have that two compartment system where we can either be burning sugar or we can be burning fat for fuel creating ketones for the energy so we can do it one of two ways if you go to a ketogenic diet and you restrict your carb intake to very low then you'll switch over that threshold usually when fasting i've found that that's a lot easier to do and maintain if you switch over to the uh, secondary or the ketosis type of fuel, which is that uh, burned off uh, the body fat. And it really, really helps when you're very low carb. You can check that with, uh, I think they have breath meters now, which is kind of a new thing. You can check it by pricking your finger and using blood. You can also pee on a ketone test strip, which isn't as accurate, but sometimes people need that positive feedback to know that they're at least seeing something, and if that changes color, that stick that you pass through your urine stream, stream, that's how I did it anyway. It's kind of exciting because, wow, I'm really doing something to change my body, and you're able to see the direct result. So back to this. Whenever you're getting ready to torch it off, torching it off is still difficult, but very doable. Where you are fat is a lot more difficult to be at that point than it is to go through the process of 
leaning out and destroying that adipose tissue, never to have it back again. But after that, you have to realize that you have to do some pretty big life changes to keep in that same way. If you're around people that all they do is talk about food and eat from the morning you get up to the morning you go to bed, what are we going to eat for breakfast? What are we going to eat for a snack? What do you want for lunch? What do you want for a snack? What do you want for dinner? All of those things, the best thing you can do is potentially rethink your environment and move out of that environment. And of course, if it's family, you're going to have to have everybody sit down. You're not going to walk out on your family because you're trying to torture up body fat. I don't know, maybe you will. But the thing is, you need to sit down with everybody and say, listen, I know I've failed or practiced or whatever label you want to put on it. Just don't own it too much. But I failed to get to a point where I wanted to be, but I've tried a multitude of times. This time, I'm going to go for it again. And this time, I'm going to have different results. And they're probably going to give, oh, gosh, you know, every time you do it, you get hangry, you get upset, you you know, cause us issues in the house. If they love you and you're in an unhealthy state, then they'll back you up when you do that. But the, the maintenance, the maintenance is what's really not talked about out there. People get out there and they haven't lost a pound themselves. They haven't fixed their body themselves. They've never been fat themselves, but boy, they're quick to sell you on everything that they put together from somebody that was 365, now somewhere in the neighborhood of 230, 235, 240, kind of fluctuate back in there, about 10 pounds up or down, I'll tell you that, and been able to maintain it off for at least a year and a half at this point, you'll see that there is a big difference. I'm the Fat to Fit Realtor. I'm Connor with Honor. This has been just to help before the holidays. And again, you know, if you want to have that New Year's resolution, great, but I wouldn't wait. I'd start now. Well, Connor, there's going to be a lot of good food Christmas. If you're fat, you've had good food before. I have people coming into my office here at the real estate company offering me fudge and cookies and, you know, out of the goodness of their heart. But I respond, you know, I've had that before. I, I mean, I've had donuts before. I love donuts, but I've had them before. I've had cake before. I'm, I'm a sweet person as far as sweet tooth goes and sweet actually in, in actuality. But I do enjoy the sweets, but I've had them before. And now I enjoy the way I look and the way I feel a lot more than sweets. So anytime I, I feel tempted to jump back in or to go grab, you know, half a dozen donuts and pound them down in the parking lot or hit Jack in the Box and get 14 tacos or whatever my poison of the day might be, what I'm being driven to go do, driven by my ego, by the way, I pull back and say, okay, so what is this going to look like? Then I'll take the time to actually think about pulling into the Jack in the Box getting into that drive through getting up to the speak box, telling them my order, having them clarify, did you say 14 tacos, easy lettuce, easy sauce? Yes, please. And I don't do the Diet Coke thing. That's kind of ridiculous. So when I get to the end of it, you know, I might have a couple milkshakes with it. So I get in, I pay the 20 22 $25, and then I'll go sit in the parking lot. So I play all this out. And then... So at the moment I'm eating it, nice and hot and crunchy and good, all the, all the wholesome goodness that those tacos can provide, not that they're wholesome, and whatever's in those milkshakes, all of that. But then when I'm done, where does that leave me? So now I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling full. I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling a little greasy, a little gritty. 
I just don't feel good. And then now the next day when I'm going back to the gym, how's that feel? So I'm bloated. I'm probably muffin topping a little bit. My, my guts extended a little bit because of all that food in there. And if I've been eating clean for a while, <laughs> that food is going to send me to the restroom. But it's still not good. You, you know, whether you avoid it or not, it's still gonna, it still does its damage. So what I do before I get involved in that, if I am going to do it, I'll try to go to the trouble of putting it up on a pedestal. You know, the white tablecloth, the flower on the table, the candle, you know, some nice music playing in the background. You know, go buy a, a dozen donuts and have them sit there and, you know, put that little napkin in my collar and dress up nice with some nice comfy slippers and a, a dinner jacket and this and that. But if you do that, more than likely, all that preparation, you're going to be like, really? Well, that's, that's a lot for just having something that's going to, I'm going to end up regretting later. I'm Connor with Honor. Hope this helps. The Fat to Fit Realtor. When you're ready, reach out. I'd love to help you with, of course, your real estate and also if you want to get uh, rid of that adipose tissue, I'm here to help as well. Be safe. God bless. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for watching. Please share the show if you know anybody can use it. And it's always a pleasure. Talk to you later. Bye.